Hey bestie, welcome to the Spoiled Girly Support Group podcast where we talk about how to get that bag while also securing our own bag. I'm your host Elle and let's get into it. So we are talking about how to reset the dating market because if you have been dating for a while or a couple months, a year, It's not the dating market that your parents had. And that's the thing, like nothing is static, it always changes and whatever market you find yourself in, whether it's a stock market, the job market, the dating market, you have to adapt. Call me optimistic, but I would love to see some changes in the dating market as we see it in the West, particularly like metropolitan cities in the West. I'm talking about New York, LA, San Francisco, because the small towns, I don't think much has changed. But a lot of the girlies here have been noticing men who are just not, they were not raised right, okay? Something has to change. One of the biggest things that will prevent you from being a miserable person is realizing that you only have control over yourself. So you cannot control how other people date, how other people treat you, like you can't control everything, right? But what you do have control over, we are going to go all in on all the things that we have control over. So let's get into it. So that's why I'm really into analyzing the market, whatever market you are in and responding to it and coming up with ways to make it work for you like the most miserable people are the ones who are stuck in the identification of the problem phase of responding to life they're stuck on the things that they have no control over for example i have this saying it's called don't get mad get paid so basically when you realize something or when you find out something that is inefficient about how you move in the world instead of getting mad about it you should get paid for example if you are not conventionally attractive and you already know what would make you conventionally attractive to the demographic of men that you want to attract into your life i know I know we are not centering men, but we are self-efficient girlies. That means we will do whatever it is we need to do to affect the outcome that we want. And just because you're decentering men doesn't mean that you will disavow your desires for a good partner, okay? If you are not conventionally attractive and yet you want to attract a certain type of man who has a lot of options and who also happens to prefer a conventionally attractive woman and you know that you can be that conventionally attractive woman, you just choose not to. You choose to get mad at that information. Don't. Don't get mad. Get paid. And another example is finding out that pretty privilege exists and there are steps that you can take to get that pretty privilege so that you could have the best pick of opportunities, the best pick of friends, the best pick of mates. Just do it, okay? 
There's no point in wallowing in self-pity knowing that you can do something about it. So whenever you find yourself in a certain market, you need to analyze it. Analyze what it would take to get you the results that you want. And sometimes the market is just complete and we have to reset it. And this will take a collective effort, bestie, resetting the dating market so we no longer incentivize below bare minimum low effort men. It will take all of us, okay? And this is what upsets me about the pick-me-shas and the pick-me-girlies, the 50-50 saddies, is they are skewing the dating market. They are incentivizing behavior that we do not want to see. So I'm going to need you, I know, I know, the 50-50 saddies are the most adamant about their own oppression, okay? And they want us to suffer like they are suffering. I'm not about it. Okay, so I know it takes a lot to even have a conversation with the 50-50 saddies about this stuff, but just drop a line, plant a seed, let it grow. Let your results, your happiness, your joy, your light pave the way for them to realize that they have been living a lie. You know why? It is so embarrassing because I was one. I was a little pick me pick me, pick me. You don't even have to do anything. I have my dad's credit card. I'm gonna pay for my own meal for a date that I begged you for. I was a pick okay? And you know how I changed? I saw how happy, how at peace the women that I was, okay, I was low-key envious of them. I know. Not my proudest moment, but you know what? I turned it around. I used that negative feeling because, okay, whenever you feel jealousy or envy, it is a sign that there's something you want to change in your life. So I had such just like this big, I want to say it, hate for who I called gold diggers, who I called lazy women, who I called unmotivated women because I was in a little doctorate program working my tail off while they were doing their little middle of the day walks with their girlfriends and their lululemons. That negative feeling of envy, it identified a pain point for me. It was like my body, my mindset, like being like, oh, oh, here we go. This is a pain point. This is something that you secretly desire. And unless you do something about it, you're forever going to be miserable. Whenever you get those feelings, lean into it, write about it, and figure out why is this making me feel a negative way. And it has nothing to do with those people. I need you to be so delusional that everything revolves around you. Because the moment you do that, you will stop making decisions for the benefit of others and to the detriment of yourself. You will start prioritizing you. Everything happens in relation to you. That's very delusional thinking. I don't want you to be selfish, but I want you to reframe everything with that point of view. Because once you do that, you just start making better decisions for yourself, okay? I'm not telling you to be selfish. I'm just telling you that whenever you want to do some self-introspection, it helps to be in that mindset sometimes. 
I wasn't even gonna talk about resetting the dating market, but I kept seeing a lot of women crying on social media on Mother's Day, like around that Mother's Day weekend. <sighs> How sad. And a lot of these women were married. They might as well have been single because of the way they were treated by their husbands, or should I say, not treated. And it's just so sad because, so these women, they filmed themselves and they're crying because their husbands didn't do anything for them for Mother's Day. Okay, let me, let me just play it for you, okay? Okay, I'm kind of about to call out all men, sort of, so if that's gonna trigger you or bother you, move along, stick around if you wanna be bothered. I don't really care, just letting you know. So Mother's Day is coming up on Sunday, and I'm a mom of one-year-old twin girls. My older sister is a mom. My mother is the mother of us two and our two other siblings. And I was FaceTiming my mom and sisters last night, and we are planning Mother's Day dinner. So we're deciding what we're gonna eat, what time it's going to be. I'm bringing a food assignment. My sister's bringing a food assignment. My mom's preparing the main meal. Why is it this way? Why can men not be better than this? And yes, I love my husband. He's a great guy. He's really trying. I actually think he's trying and we're like progressive. We're like working on this, but yet still like this is how it is. And my husband's on a work trip right now. My mom's husband, my stepdad like tore his ACL, whatever. There's like maybe reasons, but if I was on a work trip or my mom tore her ACL, we would still probably be planning it, especially if it was Father's Day. And I just feel so frustrated right now because I feel like not only do women bear so much more of the emotional labor, women also have to bear the emotional labor on behalf of other women when their men in their lives don't show up for them, right? So like, I know if my stepdad doesn't do something for my mom for Mother's Day, I have to step in and do something even more because he's not like taking care of her. And my mom knows if my husband's gonna drop the ball on Mother's Day, then she wants to like take care of me because we want to take care of each other and we want each other to be happy. And it's so frustrating to me, like, I know that men, I'm not saying they're bad or like not trying, but like, it just upsets me that it's this way. And I just like, don't know. I'm sorry, I'm crying, I have the worst crying voice. And also if you're gonna be like, why do people film themselves crying? Like, go away. I know like, I know it can be better than this. It's just, I don't think like, I can, emphasize enough how much of this emotional labor women carry and trying to like work to like get my husband to understand this and the other men in my life like that's labor in and of itself and sure we could just ask him to do it but that's also labor like ugh. okay so that video really made me think and I actually started a series on tiktok about this it's the spoiled girly with a list so if you know about the girl with the list, like the OG girl with the list, it's this girl and she made a list about why she doesn't want to be pregnant and it listed out like all the reasons, like health reasons and like things that, ha like changes that happen with your husband. If you are to have a child, like it was like a long list and she printed it out on like blank paper and it was so long and like the video was just like following the trail of paper. Wild. So I started a series because I know every time I see a video like that of women crying on the internet, I have to take notes because that's what I do not want to do. And that list will be live on my website soon. So if you want to see it, 
So that's the problems that we're facing in the dating market right now is men who have seen their super women moms like moms who were like housewives but they were also career women but at the same time they were literally doing it all to have it all while subsidizing another man who just has to focus on his career and he gets to have it all because she's doing it all so that's our problem and i don't want that for us bestie it's just it's not it. It is not the way to a happy life. So in my video with the spoiled girly with the list, someone commented this. I don't get why women are still tolerating this. It's 2023, we have so many more options now, and women are still choosing partners like this. And I think it's because women, they don't know that they can do better, and they don't know that they deserve better. I'm looking at you. And they think that being with someone is better than being alone. And okay, I know I am a dating coach, but I'm telling you now, the first person you need to date is you. You need to date yourself first, bestie. Because when you are comfortable with being alone, like, you are just pickier with the people you let into your life. And it is the worst time to date when you are not comfortable with yourself because you will just latch on to the first person, the first half-decent person that comes your way. You need to be better with being alone and knowing that, yes, another person will add fullness to your life, but you yourself are full already. Like, you're secured. Now we have identified the problem that the dating market is just not it okay the dating market needs fixing and we can only control ourselves so being the self-efficient queens that we are we're going to reset it so how do we do that i propose four solutions to resetting the dating market number one no more monopolies number two men are market driven and we should be too number three do not tolerate pick me's number four make the investment worth it. I know, those are so vague, but let's get into it. Number one, no more monopolies, okay? We are not letting men have monopolies over women anymore. And okay, let me explain this. As you can see with my melanin, I'm Filipino, okay? And in the Filipino community, which is a very small subset of people in the United States, we tend to have like little communities of our own. And one thing I've noticed in my particular community, especially in the older age group, like 40s, 50s, 60s, I'm not seeing this with the younger people, but that's because the younger people, they tend to have been born here and they speak English. They could just date more freely language-wise because there would not be a language barrier. And okay, a lot of Filipinos already know English, but they do have a preference for someone who knows the language so they don't have to perform the extra labor of speaking in a foreign language in their own home. Okay, that's the vibe. So in these older age groups, the 40s, 50s, 60s, they tend to have like a Filipino language dialect as their first language and not English. So they tend to prefer people who speak their very same language, right? And it causes a monopoly in the dating market. And one thing you need to know about monopolies is that they cause inefficiencies in the market. They make it so that people with high value tend to not get what is due to them. 
what is due to them in the market. Things with higher value don't go to the person who has the most resources and the most to give back to that person who has high value. That's the problem with monopolies. And so I see this in the dating market of 40, 50, 60 year olds in my community. The women, they are so well accomplished. They're boss babes. They're making like low to middle six figures working as nurses. And that's a stereotype that like Filipino women are nurses, but it's true. Okay, they're making bang as nurses. The problem is the men, the good ones are married and the ones who are single, they tend to not work. They mooch off of whoever they're with. And the women, because they don't want to date outside of the race for some reason, and I think it's the language barrier, the culture barrier, they just want to be with someone that they can share culture with. They settle for these men, and a lot of the times these men will have multiple women as well that are subsidizing his living expenses. This is not like a one-off thing. I know that plenty of men do this to plenty of women who know what's happening and they're just like, eh, that's the dating market. I think that's sad because these men have a monopoly on the women in their communities. There's no driving force in the dating market to make them act right, make them get a job, make them do anything because they are getting their needs fulfilled just because they exist as a man in that specific community, in that specific age group. And that's very sad. We see this in any dating market that men have a monopoly on women. We're talking about liberal arts colleges where women outnumber men. We're talking about metropolitan cities where women have much lower standards for the men that they date, much lower entitlement. The men get the run of the women because there's nothing holding them accountable. They are getting what they want, even with low investment on their part. That's the problem with our dating market. So how do we fix that? No more monopolies, okay? I want you to be a free market dater, bestie. That means you will be driven by concrete signals. What does that mean? You are going to reward positive behavior from men and you are going to de-incentivize negative behavior from men. When a man is acting like he's the prize, you move on, okay? You act like you don't owe a man anything because you don't. I want you to move as if your life depended on it because it does, okay? Nothing ruins a woman's life faster than a below bare minimum low effort man. Like he is not good for your health, physical and mental. He is not good for your finances and he is not good to further your genetic line. Like you do not wanna have children with a below bare minimum low effort man, okay? You want winner genetics not loser, below bare minimum low effort genetics. So that's step one, okay? No more monopolies. We are not tolerating monopolies anymore. Step two, men are market driven and we should be too. Terms like gold digger. Okay, gold digger is a term used to police women from doing what is best for us. Don't fall for it. It is a way for below bare minimum low effort men and jealous 50-50 pikmishas to police us from doing what is best for us. Do not fall for it, bestie, because they know that spoiled girlies have so much to offer to good provider men 
and they don't want us to meet like they don't want us to get what is due to us in the dating market the thing is despite all the policing the spoiled girlies still end up with the good provider men and good for us we love that for us but there are spoiled girlies out there who feel like they are policed and it prevents them from stepping into being spoiled girly it prevents them from dating well prevents them from dating good provider men don't fall for it bestie these people are policing you because they want to take advantage of you the below bare minimum low effort men they want to get access to you your gifts and your presence without proper investment they want the most while putting in the least. And the moment you wake up to your inherent value, the moment you wake up to the fact that you have worth and simply by existing you are valuable, you will not settle for these below bare minimal low effort men. And the 50-50 pikmishas, the 50-50 saddies, they are jealous of you. They don't want you to have what they think they cannot have. Literally, the only difference between a 50-50 saddie and a spoiled girly is mindset. Because a lot of these 50-50 saddies, they are actually conventionally attractive. The thing is, they have a history of being a 50-50 pick-me, and they let that history inform their future dating or their present dating. Can we not? The difference between the two girlies is mindset. The moment a 50-50 saddie, a pikmisha, decides that she wants better for herself, literally, it only takes one date and she's a spoiled girly. Can we not? Men are market-driven, but they are not policed for being market-driven. And I think it's because the men who have a lot to give, the high-value men, okay, High-value men, it's a term, okay? It's a technical term. We don't say it in real life. Like, oh, I'm a high-value man. I'm a high-value woman. It is all for analytical purposes, okay? When you say high-value man, you have above-average earning ability, above-average character and values. They just have this mindset that they are going to take care of a spoiled girly who is a high-value woman. Whenever we say high-value man, high-value woman, it's high dating market value. Okay, every person has inherent human worth. But in the dating market, there are values assigned to people and it is those people who have matching values in the dating market that find each other, okay? If you have comparable values in the dating market, most likely you will end up with each other. Outside of the dating market, we don't assign high value, low value, middle value to people. Whenever I say high value man, high value woman, it's high dating market value man, high dating market value woman. Because people, the no nuance Nellies who are not even allowed in these spaces, no nuance Nellies are not allowed. The no nuance Nellies, they're gonna come in, oh, you're, you're not supposed to be assigning value to people. We're all humans, we all have equal worth. I know. But just because we all have inherent worth doesn't mean that we have equal outcomes specifically in the dating market. Be for real. So it really helps to analyze these things so you can move better, so you can make better decisions. The people who want to pretend that these things do not exist, that we are not assigned values in the dating market, the people who want to pretend that that doesn't exist, they're losing. And that's why they're saying it doesn't matter because if they were winning, they'd be telling everybody about it. It's giving sore loser, okay? So the moment women choose better for themselves, okay, 
Another segue is that whenever women express their regret, their sadness over their relationships, their marriages, perhaps they've been divorced, they're now single mothers, the default response is, you should have picked better. But the moment women pick better, they are policed. They are called these names, gold digger, opportunistic, lazy. So this notion that women are gold diggers for prioritizing men who have the means and the desire and the ability to protect and provide for them, it's giving misogyny, okay? And the 50-50 pickmies, the 50-50 saddies, they perpetuate this misogyny towards women. You think that you're being progressive by telling women that, oh, you know, you have a job, you should pay your own way, like, this isn't the 1950s, while completely ignoring women's emotional, mental, and physical labor in the home. And that's why the least a man can do is pay. So you have these pygmies policing their own kind to further the agenda of men, below bare minimum low effort men. You think you're being progressive? No, you're not. You're being an agent of misogyny right now, okay? It's giving, I'm masking myself misogyny with progressivism so I can get the attention of men. The thing is, the men that you get this attention from are not the men that will take care of you, that will give you a fruitful life. They're not. They are literally the ones telling you to lower your standards so that we will pay attention to you. These men don't care for you, okay? The type of men to celebrate women putting themselves down, the type of men to celebrate women lowering their standards so they can finally get the attention of these below bare minimum effort men, these are not the type of men you should date. These are not the type of men you should have children with. These type of men, they will make you suffer. So bestie, I'm gonna need you to be as market-driven as men are because they are so market-driven. A lot of women are like, oh, men are dumb, men are stupid, like they're so dumb. They're not, they're market-driven and we should be too. So don't pay attention to people who call you a gold digger, to people who call you lazy, to people who call you entitled because pay attention to the people who are calling you these things. They are the men who cannot access you and they're the women you are outperforming in the dating market because your fellow spoiled girlies will never call you a gold digger. They're gonna be going to Pilates, they're gonna be brunching with you, they're gonna be working on their small businesses with you, they're gonna be like enjoying their hobbies with you. They will not be the ones calling you these names. And the men who are able and willing to access you, they will not be calling you these things because they have worked their tails off to be able to access you. It's always the sour grapers who call women these names, the men who cannot access. And it's always the men with like the crusty, dusty, musty profile pictures that are commenting gold digger on women's posts like, sir, what gold? You have no gold to dig. You are safe, okay? Like, no one is targeting you. Gold diggers are not targeting you. You are safe. Oh my god, my body temperature is going up. Let's talk about the pygmies who claim that they are also provided for. Those crack me up. You know why? Because number one, they don't want further competition. 
I see right through it. Oh, you know, my husband, we had a coffee date. I paid for everything up until we got married. I paid my own way, even though he made three to four times as much as I did. But we split everything 50-50. And now he spoils me. Don't. I see right through it, okay? You don't want the competition and that's okay, that's your right. But don't be telling women to settle for below bare minimum low effort behavior, holding out for marriage, and then that's when he starts providing? That's when he starts showing you that he could be a good husband? After you get married? Don't. Don't do that. Lies. And yes, does that happen? Absolutely. But what you're not hearing are the stories of women for whom that did not work for. So don't. So pick me's, they come in all ranges of being provided for. The ones who are zero a hundred, they're the ones paying a man's way in a man's world, built by a man for men. Give me a break. To the middle, 50-50 saddies. And then the women who are fully provided for. Pick me's come in all ranges. But yeah, those women who are provided for and their pick me's, oh. Don't. You just don't want competition and that's okay. I get you. I understand it. But don't tell women that they have to bend over backwards just so men would pay their bills. That's not the point, okay? The spoiled girlies know that it is a man who is willing and able and just absolutely desiring to protect and provide for you. Those are the men that we are going to allow access to ourselves. Don't. Like I said, pygmies come in all ranges of being provided for, but what they do have in common is advocating for ideas that ultimately hurt themselves and women in general. Just for the attention of men. I can't. And it's so funny. Segue. It's so funny that the spoiled girlies are the ones who are called pick me, pick me. No. Spoiled girlies do not get picked, okay? We have the pick of men. And we are so comfortable just being alone. Like, if I was not with anyone, I'd be living my best life. I'd be going on dates. I'd have multiple dates lined up, period. And I'd just be living life. I'm gonna hold out for the good man. And obviously, I didn't have trouble finding one, so period. And I know it's so easy for me to say this because I'm not single, but I really truly believe that if I did not have a good man, if for example in like an alternate universe he didn't exist, I would still have held out for a good man because the ick is there. The ick has been developed. She is full grown. She is mature. She cannot handle anything that triggers the ick. And I want you to develop that ick, bestie, because that ick is protective. So that's number three. Do not tolerate the pick-me's. Okay, number four. Make the investment worth it. A lot of people have been asking me, oh, so what do you do for men? Oh, all you do is exist? Huh. Okay, the presence of a woman, it has benefits to a man. And bestie, I'm going to wake you up to this because no one else will. You simply existing as a woman has benefits to a man. Your presence confers elevated status to a man and he will use that elevated status to get more money 
and more opportunities and more women. Yeah. People, especially men, don't want you to know that. And every time I talk about it, men are like, you're too ugly to do this. You're too ugly to deserve that. Really, your presence? If I was with you, I'd have low status. Okay. Sure. And then I go into their profile and the PFP is like a crusty, dusty, musty beard. Don't. Don't with me. And you know why? It doesn't affect me because it's not true. And real life says otherwise, okay? Let's just leave it at that. So people, both men and women, like I said, the people who cannot access you, both men and women, they want you to believe that you have low value and that being seen with you, your presence, literally just you existing has no value because they want to take advantage of you, okay? When you find out that just simply existing, being with a man has value, oh my god, you will stop having male friends, you will be choosy with where you are seen and with whom you are seen because simply being seen with you is status, okay? So the men, they use this status to get more money, more opportunities, and more women. So whenever people tell me that, oh, so you're doing nothing, you're lazy, you're unmotivated, you're useless, you think a man's gonna pay for all of that? Yes, actually, yes. Because when you're a woman and you know your worth, no one can tell you otherwise. Make the investment worth it. We are resetting the dating market. And the thing is to get the highest value man in the dating market that is available to you, you need to be a high value woman. There is no other way around it. And this brings me to our sponsor, which is me. I'm the sponsor. I created the inner circle for the spoiled girlies who want to date high value men who are above average in earning ability and above average in character and values that align with your character and values. It includes the high value dating protocol and one year of group coaching because I want to see you succeed, okay? Every time you have a question, every time you have a comment, a realization, I will be there, okay? And scene. So bestie, to become a high value woman, you need to align yourself with your high value man. I'm not saying you need to match him in income and this and that, no. Instead of becoming the high value man, be the complement to a high value man. So what do I mean by that? Be the person that he will want to be partners with, not be the same exact person as him. Because a lot of the messages that I've been fed, especially in college, because I grew up very traditional actually, but in college, the message was to find a comparable mate, I need to be high earning, highly educated, I needed to be like a man, I need to thrive, I need to prove myself to men. The thing is, that's not reality. And as the relaxed women that I see taking their midday walks, they never had to be any of those things, and yet they had men who retired them so they can take their midday walks. It was all lies. I'm so mad, I fell for it. No, you do not have to be the high value man. You need to be the woman the high value man is with. The high dating market value woman 
is above average in a lot of things. And Bestie, have you seen the dating market? Like, it doesn't take much, okay? You need to be happy. You need to have good character and values and the ones that really align with you. And the thing is, if you want to be with a certain man, for example, a certain man who is driven, who is disciplined, you need to be driven and disciplined. And your version of driven may not be the exact same version of driven like his is. Okay, so I need you to embody your highest self. And what does that mean? It means that you need to be your most beautiful, your most kind, your most happy self. And I'm not pressuring you to be happy. I'm telling you to do the things that you know will make you happy. Because there is no point in being with a person and you're thinking that, oh, he's going to make me happy. I'm going to be happy when I get this, when I attract this, when I'm with a man. Like, it's never like that. You're always going to be moving goalposts. So you need to get to your happy part all by yourself. And then you can make better decisions because you cannot be dating in scarcity. Never date when baroque. And here's a tip, bestie. I've talked about this before. Instead of having a long list of things that you want in a man, like I want him to have long hair, I want him to have facial hair, 6'3", I want him to play baseball or whatever, right? So you want all these things, but it doesn't matter because you're not dating for values, okay? It is much easier to date for values than have a checklist of things that you want in a man. You can have two to three values and date for those values and you're just gonna have much better results. For example, I had these two core values that were just non-negotiable for me. Number one is health and fitness. I needed him to be someone who was living a healthy lifestyle because I just cannot be with someone who doesn't weight lift, who doesn't eat well. Because number one, health is wealth. Health and fitness was a non-negotiable for me because, because that's a core value that I have. Like, I need my partner to be healthy because I am healthy. Second, second, financial stability. I needed someone who is financially stable and knows how to make money and keep money and grow money. So I got these comments. They're like, well, my boyfriend's broke right now. Should I dump him? No, bestie. You don't dump him yet. You need to think. Analyze. Is he a success-minded man or is he lazy and unmotivated? Because a man can be broke now, but he will not be broke later. Is he success-minded or is he unmotivated? And that's where your answer lies. So when I say I want a financially stable man, he will always have money. He may not be the highest earner, but he will be the best at keeping money. Okay? And no matter what, he is enterprising. He will make it happen. We will always be okay. And because I dated for those two values, I didn't care what package he came in. Obviously, I had a minimum floor, but bestie, he exceeded the floor, okay? He's a cutie. Date for values because you never know the package that your man, your high value man will come in. Date for values because your values will never fail you. 
Like, you're not going to be blinded by the flash. Oh, he drives a supercar. He does this, this, and this. But if he's bad with money, you're going to be broke soon, bestie. So date for values. Don't date for external things. Okay, let's recap. The four ways we are going to reset the dating market is no more monopolies, men are market driven and we should be as well, do not tolerate pick me's, and make the investment worth it. Now get that bag, bestie.